All right, sorry, we have to do this, but we're gonna go live and read the uh, Senator's Bipartisan Safer Communities Act. Uh, it just got released today, Tuesday, June 21st, 2012. Unfortunately, my son, one of my senators, Kirsten Cinema, along with uh, Chris Murphy, John Cornyn, and Tom Tillis, released the following statement. And we can click on the uh, deal here and we get an 80 page uh, description of the bill. I'm going to read it in its entirety without any commentary. It's 80 pages long. It starts with it starts with 117th Congress second session to make our community safer in the Senate of the United States introduced the following bill, which was read right twice and referred to the committee on. These are all blanks. There's nothing written here. Uh, please let me know if the audio is okay. A bill to make our communities safer <clears throat> be it enacted by the Senate and the House of Representatives of the United States in Congress assembled. Section one, short title, table of contents, short title, this act may be cited as the Bipartisan Safer Communities Act. Table of contents. The table of contents for this act is as follows. Section one, short title, table of contents. Division A, mental health and firearms provisions. Title one, children and family mental health services. Section 1101, expansion of gun no, excuse me, expansion of community mental health services demonstration program. Section 110002, Medicaid and telehealth. Section 1003, supporting access to healthcare services in schools. Section 1004, review of the state implementation of early and periodic screening, diagnostic and treatment services. Section 1005, Pediatric Mental Health Care Access Grants, Title II, Firearms. Section 12001, Juvenile Records. Section 12002, Defining Engaged in Business. <clears throat> Section 12003, Use of Brian, Brian Grants for Implementation of State Crisis Intervention Programs. Stop, oh, Section 12004, Stop Illegal Trafficking in Firearms Act. Section 12005, Misdemeanor Crime of Domestic Violence. Title Three: Other Matters. Subtitle A, Extension of Moratorium. Section 13101, Extension of Moratorium on Implementation of Rule Relating to Eliminating the Anti-Kickback Statute State Safe Harbor Protection for Prescription Drug Rebates. What? Subtitle B, Medicare Improvement Fund. Medicare, Im Section 13201, Medicare Improvement Fund. Subtitle C, Luke and Alex Safety Act of 2022. 13301, short title, 
13302, Federal Clearinghouse on School Safety Evidence-Based Practices, Section 13303, Notification of Clearinghouse, Section 13304, Grant Program Review, Section 13305, Reviews of Construction, Subtitle D, Amendment on ESEA Funding, Section 13401, Amendment on ESESA Funding. Division B, Appropriations. Division 1, no, excuse me, Division A, Mental Health and Firearms Provisions. Title 1, Children and Family Mental Health Services. Section 1101, is it 11001, Expansion of Community Mental Health Services Demonstration Program. Section 223 of Protecting Access to Medicare Act of 2014 is amended in subsection, I'm going to start bypassing some of the boilerplate. Could you somebody let me know if the audio is okay out there? In subsection by, so by adding the end, at the end, the following new paragraph, additional planning grants for states in addition to the planning grants awarded under paragraph one. As soon as practicable, after the date of enactment of this paragraph, the secretary shall award planning grants to states other than states selected to conduct, conduct demonstration programs under paragraph one or eight of subsection D to develop proposals to participate in time-limited demonstration programs described in subsection, thank you. Subsection D, so that beginning July 1st, 2024, and every two years thereafter, up to 10 additional states may participate in the demonstration programs described in subsection in accordance with paragraph of that subsection. Oh my goodness, by striking September 30th, 2023, and inserting September 30th, 2025 bunch of stuff in the matter preceding clause by striking that is furnished and inserting that is furnished by a state participating in an ongoing demonstration program under this subsection. So then they change the dates from 23 to 25 and add during the first 24 fiscal quarter period or any portion of such period that the state participates in the demonstration program and by adding at the end of the following a new subclause, in the case of a state selected to participate in the demonstration program under paragraph nine during the first 16 fiscal quarter period or any portion of such period, that the state participates in the demonstration program and by adding to the end the following Nothing in this section shall be constructed as prohibiting a state that participated in the demonstration program under this subsection that has ended from receiving federal financial participation under Title 19 of the Social Security Act for amounts expended by the state under a state plan under which or waiver of such plan for Title for providing medical assistance for items and services and carrying out activities, including continuing to pay for services under the prospective payment system established under subsection C that were provided or carried out by the state under the demonstration program, 
to the extent that such financial participation is otherwise available under such title. Then by inserting through the year which the last demonstration under this section ends after annually thereafter. They're gonna strike some dates from 2021 and move them to 25 and add such recommendations shall include data collected after 2019 where feasible. And by adding at the end the following new subparagraph, final evaluation not later than 24 months after all demonstration programs under this section have ended, the secretary shall submit to Congress the final evaluation of such programs. And then it follows by inserting six years. Then it says, in addition to the states selected in paragraphs one and eight, the secretary shall select any state that meets the requirements described in subparagraph B to conduct a demonstration program that meets the requirements of the subsection for four years. The requirements described in this subparagraph with respect to a state are that the state was awarded a planning grant under paragraph one or three of the subsection and submits an application in addition to any application that the state may have previously submitted under this section that includes the information described in paragraph two. Then it has requirements for selected states. The requirements applicable to states selected under paragraph eight pursuant to subparagraph six as such paragraph shall apply in the same manner to states selected under this paragraph. There's a limitation. The secretary shall not select more than 10 states to conduct a demonstration program under this paragraph for each two-year fiscal period. Or no, for each two-fiscal year period, if that makes a difference. Uh, they strike a bunch of dates. For purposes of awarding planning grants under subsection 3, providing technical assistance to states applying for grants under subsection and carrying out demonstration programs under subsection D, $40 million for fiscal year 2023 to remain available until expended. Section 1102, Medicaid and telehealth. Guidance to states on furnishing services through telehealth under Medicaid and CHIP. And later than 18 months after the date of enactment of this act, the secretary shall provide technical assistance and issue guidance to states on improving access to telehealth for services covered under Medicaid and CHIP. What is CHIP? Including with respect to how states can adapt adopt flexibilities under Medicaid and CHIP to expand access to, covered, access to covered services via telehealth, including when states may adopt such flexibilities without the need for approval of a state plan amendment or waiver. Best practices regarding billing for services, including recommended voluntary billing codes, modifiers, and place of service destination, designations, and how such billing codes, modifiers, and designations can be used to create consistent data sets. Strategies for integrating telehealth services into value-based core, excuse me, value-based care models. They used a horrible font for this. It's very difficult to read. 
best practices from states that have used Medicaid waivers and other Medicaid authorities to expand access to telehealth, including during the COVID blah, blah, public health emergency, uh, I'm reading what I'm saying here, declared by the secretary pursuant to section 319 of the Public Health Service Act of January of 2020, entitled Determination that a Public Health Emergency Exists Nationwide as a Result of the 2019 Novel Coronavirus, including any renewal of such declaration. Strategies to promote the delivery of accessible and culturally competent care via telehealth, including addressing the needs of individuals with disabilities medically underserved urban and rural communities, racial and ethnic minorities, such as American Indians and Alaska Natives, individuals with limited English proficiency, and individuals of different age groups, including children, young adults, and seniors. Strategies for training and providing resources to providers and patients on the use of telehealth including working with interpreters to furnish health services and providing resources in multiple languages. Inter in integrating the use of existing video platforms that enable multi-person video calls. Best practices to support the delivery of discovered services under Medicaid and CHIP via telehealth in schools, including specifically for the provision of mental health and substance use disorder services in such settings. Strategies for evaluating how the delivery of health services via telehealth affects quality, outcomes, and cost under Medicaid and CHIP. Number 10 here, 10, or excuse me, best practices for conveying information to beneficiaries regarding the availability of telehealth as an option to receive services covered under Medicaid and CHIP, including the availability of audio-only telehealth the ability to receive such services from a patient's home and requirements related to in-person visits. Definitions. In this section, CHIP, the term CHIP means the state's Children's Health Insurance Program established under Title 21 of the Social Security Act 42U, blah, blah, blah. Medicaid, the term Medicaid means the program established under blah, blah, blah. Secretary, except as otherwise provided, the term secretary means the Secretary of Health and Human Services. State, the term state has the meaning that the, the term in section of the society, so basically everyone knows what a state is. Uh, guidance and technical assistance in supporting access to healthcare services in schools. Guidance, in general, not later than 12 months after the date of enactment of this act, the secretary in consultation with the secretary of education shall issue guidance to state Medicaid agencies, local educational agencies and school-based entities to support the delivery of medical assistance to Medicaid and CHIP beneficiaries in school-based settings. Required information, the guidance issued pursuant to subparagraph A shall include updates to the 2003 school-based administrative claim uh, administrative claiming guide in the 1997 Medicaid and Schools Technical Assistance Guide and other relevant guidance in effect on the date of enactment of this act. 
second part is clarify that payments may be made to school-based entities under Medicaid for delivering assistance under Medicaid, including any such assistance provided in accordance with an individualized education program or under the policy described in the state Medicaid director's letter on payment for services issued on December of 2014. The third part is outline strategies and tools to reduce administrative burdens on simplifying billing for local education agencies, in particular small and rural local educational agencies and support, sorry, I'm killing a mosquito, compliance with federal and support compliance with federal requirements regarding billing, payment and record keeping, including by aligning direct service billing and school-based administrative claiming payment systems. Section four, include a comprehensive list of best practices and examples of approved methods that state Medicaid agencies and local educational agencies have used to pay for and increase the availability of assistance under Medicaid, including expanding state programs to include all Medicaid enrolled students providing early and periodic screening, diagnostic and treatment, espedistic, whatever that is, services in school, utilizing telehealth, coordinating with community-based mental health and substance use disorder, come on, treatments providers and organizations, coordinating with managed care entities and supporting the provision of culturally competent and trauma-informed care in school settings. And next section, provide examples of the types of providers which may include qualified school health personnel that states may choose to enroll, deem or otherwise treat as participating providers for purposes of school-based programs under the Medicaid and best practices related to helping such providers enroll in Medicaid for purposes of participating in school-based programs under Medicaid. In general, not later than 12 months after the date of enactment of the, sorry, this next one is called Technical Assistance Center. In general, not later than 12 months after the date of enactment of this act, the secretary in consultation with the Secretary of Education shall establish a Technical Assistance Center to First, assist and expand the capacity of state Medicaid agencies and local educational agencies and school-based entities to provide assistance under Medicaid. Second, reduce administrative burdens for such agencies and health centers or entities. Third, support state educational agencies local educational agencies and school-based entities in obtaining payment for the provision of assistance under Medicaid. Next, ensure ongoing coordination and collaboration between the Department of Health and Human Services and the Department of Education with respect to the provision of and payment for assistance under Medicaid by local educational agencies. Next, the fifth one, provide information to state and local educational agencies and states on how to utilize funding from the Department of Health and Human Services, the Department of Education and other federal agencies to ensure payment under Medicaid for assistance provided in school-based settings. The next section is small and rural schools. 
the secretary shall ensure that the technical assistance centers include resources which are specifically designed to help support small and rural local education agencies in obtaining payment for the provision and assistance under Medicaid. Reporting, the technical assistance center shall, on a biannual basis, uh, sorry, I'm killing mosquito. Submit to the secretary a report of the work of the center that identifies the areas where the most assistance was requ requested. Funding, out of any funds in the treasury not otherwise appropriated, there is appropriated to the secretary to carry out this subsection $8 million for fiscal year 2022 to remain available until expended. Grants, there is an authorized, there is authorized to be appropriated $50 million for fiscal year 2022 for the secretary to award grants to states for the purposes of implement purpose of implementing enhancing or expanding the provision of assistance through school-based entities under Medicaid or CHIP. A state shall not use any grant funds to provide medical assistance, child health assistance, or other health services. Definitions. For purposes of this section, CHIP, the term CHIP means this Children's Health Insurance Program, Individualized Education Program, has the meaning given such term in section 602 of the Individuals with Disabilities Education Act. Uh, Medicaid is Medicaid, we all know what that is. School-based entity, the term school-based entity means a school-based health center as that term is defined in Social Security Act and an entity that provides medical assistance for which federal financial participation is allowed under Medicaid. Secretary, except as otherwise provided, the secretary, the term secretary means the Secretary of Health and Human Services. State means the state. State educational agency, local educational agency. The term state educational agency and local educational agency have the meaning given those terms in section 8101 of the Elementary and Secondary Education Act of 1965. Section 1104, Review of State Implementation of Early and Periodic Screening Diagnostic and Treatment Services. In general, not later than 24 months after the date of enactment and every five years thereafter, the Secretary shall First, review state implementation of the requirements for providing early and periodic screening, diagnostic and treatment services under Medicaid in accordance with sections blah, 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 including with respect to the provisions of such services by managed care organizations, prepaid inpatient health plans, prepaid ambulatory health plans, and primary care case managers. Identify, next, identify gaps and deficiencies with respect to state compliance with such requirements. And then next, provide technical assistance to states to address such gaps and deficiencies. And final, uh, maybe finally, issue guidance to states on the Medicaid coverage requirements for such services that includes best practices for ensuring 
Children have access to comprehensive healthcare services, including children without a mental health, without a mental health or substance use disorder diagnosis. Not later than six months after each date with the secretary completes the activities described in paragraph one, the secretary shall submit to the committee on finance of the Senate and the committee on energy and commerce in the house of representatives, a report on the most recent activities completed for purposes of such paragraph that includes the findings made and descriptions of actions taken by the secretary or by the states as a result of such activities and any additional actions the secretary plans to carry out or that the states are required to carry out as a result of such activities. Funding, out of any funds in the treasury not otherwise appropriated, there is appropriated to the secretary to carry out this subsection to remain available until expended $5 million for each of the fiscal years 23 and 24 and $1 million for each fiscal year thereafter. GAO study report, study, the comptroller General of the United States in this subsection referred to as the Comptroller General shall conduct a study evaluating state implementation under Medicaid of the early and periodic screening diagnostic and treatment service benefit required for children by section of the Social Security Act and provided in accordance with requirements of sections blah 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 of such act specifically with respect to state oversight of managed care organizations, prepaid inpatient health plans, prepaid ambulatory health plans, and primary care ma managers, and shall provide recommendations as appropriate to improve state compliance with the requirements for providing such benefit, state oversight of managed care organizations, prepaid inpatient health plans, prepaid ambulatory health plans and primary care mess case, excuse me, primary care case messengers and oversight of state programs under Medicaid by the administrator of the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services. Next, report, not later than three years after the date of enactment of this act, the Comptroller General shall submit to Congress a report on the study conducted under paragraph one that includes the recommendations required by such paragraph, as well as recommendations for such legislation, administrative actions, and the Comptroller General's determined wait, and administrative action as the Comptroller General determines appropriate. Definitions. In this section, Medicaid, oh, this section, it means Medicaid. Secretary, unless otherwise provided, means the Secretary of Health and Human Services. State means the state. P P P Pediatric, right, medical health care access grants. That's section 1105, excuse me. Section 330M of the Public Health Service Act is amended. In this section, a numerator by striking blah, 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 and in, are you kidding me? By striking 330M and inserting 330M period. Assholes. In subsection A, in the matter preceding 1A, by inserting or cooperative agreements after award grants. 
next section by striking Indian tribes and tribal organizations and inserting Indian tribes and tribal organizations. They capitalized it. In subsection, in paragraph, in the matter preceding subparagraph A by striking a grant and inserting an award. In subparagraph whatever by inserting developmental behavioral pediatricians after psychiatrists. In subparagraph whatever inserting Provide information to pediatric health care providers about available mental health services for children in the community and before, oh, and before assist. Another paragraph, you're going to strike problems and insert conditions. In another paragraph, you're going to insert the following. Support to schools and emergency departments. This is page 23 we're about a quarter of the way through in general in addition to the activities required under paragraph one a pediatric mental health care access program referred to in subsection a with respect to which an individual no with respect to which an award under such subsection may be used to provide information consultative support training and technical assistance to emergency departments and state educational agencies, local educational agencies, <laughs> tribal educational agencies, and elementary and secondary schools. I've got to take up, so let me take a drink here. The next section is requirements for certain recipients. An entity receiving information consultative support, training, and technical assistance under subparagraph. All right, I got to take up, so I got to take a break. Requirements for certain recipients. An entity receiving information consultative support, training, and technical assistance under the subparagraph shall operate in a manner consistent with and shall ensure consistency with the requirements of subsections A and C of Section 4001 of the Elementary and Secondary Education Act with respect to such information, consultative support, training, and technical assistance. All right, hold on a second. Well, it looks like I'm having bad internet too. Just trying to sit here and breathe normally so I can not get rid of my hiccups here. Sorry about that. In paragraph three, so as, as so redesigned by inserting, and which may include a developmental behavioral pediatrician. Now I'm coughing. Before the period at the end of the first sentence. So that was pretty bad, but this is horrible. In sub subsections by striking Indian tribe or tribal organization each place it appears and inserting capital Indian capital tribe or capital tribal 
How come they don't capitalize organization? Anyway, got the hiccups again. But striking, okay, I don't know how to get rid of hiccups. Let me start drinking some coffee. Sorry about this. I try to get rid of them by just breathing, right? just breathing quietly. Uh, by striking a grant, each place it appears and inserting an award. By striking such grant, each place it appears and inserting such award. By striking grants and inserting awards. By striking an award, a grant, and inserting make an award. By striking the grant and inserting the award. Uh, I could have just not read any of this. The next part is technical assistance. The secretary may provide or continue to provide technical assistance to recipients of awards under subsections A and award, well, next, award a grant or contract to an eligible public or nonprofit public entity as determined by the secretary for the purpose of providing such technical assistance pursuant to this subsection. In subsection, so as redesignated by striking $9 million for the period of fiscal years 2018 through 2022 and inserting $31 million for each of the fiscal years 2023 through 2027. Next is Title II Firearms, Section 12001, Juvenile Records. Somebody do a timestamp for me, please. Improving NICS examination of juvenile records. In general, Section 922 of Title 18, United States Code, is amended. Wow. In subsection D, in the matter preceding paragraph, the paragraph is by inserting, including as a juvenile after such person, and in paragraph four, by inserting at 16 years of age or older after institution, and in subsections by inserting subject to paragraph C before three business days, and striking out and at the end by redesignating subparagraph C as subparagraph D and by inserting after subparagraph B the following. In C, in the case of persons less than 21 years of age, in addition to all other requirements of this chapter, I, so the letter, no, first, the system provides the license with the unique identification number. Two, three business days, meaning a day on which the state offices are open, have elapsed since the license con licensee contacted the system and the system has not been notified the licensee that the cause exists to further investigate a possibility, possibly disqualifying juvenile record under subsection D. Or the third part, 
In the case of such a person with respect to whom the system notifies the licensee in accordance with clause, the second one, that the cause, cause exists to further investigate a possibly disqualifying juvenile record under subsection D, 10 business days, meaning a day on which the state offices are open, have elapsed since the licensee contacted the system and the system has not notified the licensee that transferring the firearm to the other person would violate subsection D of this section or receipt of the firearm by the other person would violate subsection D or N of this section or state or local or tribal law and in paragraph two by inserting transfer or before receipt and by striking G or N and inserting D, G or N as applicable. In paragraph four, by inserting transfer of a firearm to or before receipt. Hmm. It's hard to think about what they're, I'm not commenting. Okay, so next is by striking G or N and inserting D, G or N as applicable. In paragraph five, by inserting transfer of a firearm to or before, uh, by inserting transfer of a firearm to or before receipt, and by striking G and N and inserting DG or N as applicable. NICS requirements, this is part two, section 103 of the Brady Handgun Violence Prevention Act is amended by adding at the end the following requirements relating to background checks ugh, for persons under age 21. If a licensee contacts the system established under this section regarding a proposed transfer of a firearm to persons less than 21 years of age in accordance with subsection T of section 922, title 18 U.S. Code, the system shall immediately contact the Criminal History Repository or June, 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 whatever, Justice Information System as appropriate from June, I can't say that word, of the state in which the person resides for the purpose of determining whether the person has a possibly disqualifying juvenile record under subsection D of such section 922. Next, the appropriate state custodian of mental health adjudication records in the state in which the person resides to determine whether the person has a possibly disqualifying juvenile record under the subsection of such section 922. And finally, a local law enforcement agency of the jurisdiction in which the person resides for the purpose of determining whether the person as a possibly disqualifying juvenile record under subsection D of section 922 as soon as possible, but in no case more than three business days after the licensee contacts the system, notify the licensee whether cause to whether cause exists to further investigate a possibly disqualifying juvenile record under subsection D of blah 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 22 and three. 
If there is cause for further investigation and as soon as possible, but in no case more than 10 business days after the licensee contacts the system, license or notify the licensee whether the transfer of a firearm to the person would violate subsection of section 922 or receipt of firearm by the person would violate subsection D or G or N of, subs, of such section of 922 or state, local, or tribal law. Section three, sunset of requirements to contact state and local entities. Effective on September 30th, 2032, paragraphs 1B and 2 are repealed and the provisions of law amended by those paragraphs are restored as if those paragraphs had not been enacted. Twenty thirty-two. Next section is B. Report on removing outdated, expired, or erroneous records. In general, on an annual basis for each fiscal year through fiscal year twenty thirty-two, each state and federal agency responsible for the mission submission of disqualifying records under subsection D, G, or N of subsection 922 of Title 18 U.S. Code to the National Instant Criminal Backgrounds Check System established under 103 of the Brady Handgun Violence Protection Act shall submit to the Committee of the on the Judiciary and the Committee of Appropriations of the Senate and the Committee on the Judiciary and the Committee on the Appropriations of the House of Representatives a report detailing the removal from the system of records that are no longer, or that no longer prohibit, wait, a report detailing the removal from the system of records that no longer prohibit an individual from lawfully acquiring a pos or possessing a firearm under such subsection. I'm not commenting. Contents, each report submitted by a state or federal, oh, or contents is each report submitted by a federal or state agency under paragraph one shall include pertinent information on the first or A, the number of records that the state or federal agency removed from the National Instant Criminal Background Check System established under 103 why the records were removed and for each record removed the nature of the disqualifying characteristic outlined in this blah 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 uh caused that it caused the state or federal agency to originally submit the record to the system next is section 12002 defining engaged in the business Timestamp this one too also please Section 921 of Title 18, U.S. United States Code, is amended in paragraph 21C by striking with the principal, oh shit, by striking with the principal objective of livelihood and profit and inserted to predominantly earn a profit. Holy shit right there. Holy shit right there. By redesignating paragraphs 22 to 29 as paragraphs 23 through 30, respectively, and 
by inserting after paragraph 21, the following 22. So there's going to be seven of these. The term to predominantly earn a profit means that the intent underlying the sale or disposition of firearms is predominantly one of obtaining, what is that? Penitentiary gain as opposed to other intents, such as improving or liquidating personal firearms collection, provided that proof of profit shall not be required as to a person who engages in the regular and repetitive purchase and disposition of firearms for criminal purposes or terrorism. For purposes of this paragraph, the term terrorism means the activity directed against the United States persons which is committed by an individual who is not a national or permanent resident alienated the United States, involves violent acts or acts dangerous to human life, which would be a criminal violation if committed within the jurisdiction of the United States or is intended to intimidate or coerce a civilian population to influence the policy of a government by intimidation or coercion to attempt to or to affect the conduct of a government by assassination or kidnapping That's the most, I'm not commenting. We're on page 33 of this. Next is section 12003, use of burn grants for B-Y-R-N-E, Byrene grants for implementation of state crisis intervention programs. Byrene JAG program, section of Title I, the ominous Omnibus Crime Control and Safe Streets Act of 1968 is amended in the matter preceding subparagraph A by inserting or civil proceedings after criminal justice by adding at the end of the following implementation of state crisis intervention court proceedings and related programs or initiatives including but not limited to mental health courts, drug courts, veterans courts, and extreme risk protection order programs, which must include at a minimum pre-deprivation oh and post-deprivation, whatever, due process rights that prevent any violation or infringement of the Constitution of the United States, including but not limited to the Bill of Rights and the substantive or procedural due process rights guaranteed under the Fifth and Fourteenth Amendments to the Constitution of the United States as applied to the states and is interpreted by the state courts and the United States courts, including the Supreme Court of the United States. Such programs much, must include at the appropriate phase to prevent any violation of constitutional rights, at minimum, notice the right to an in-person hearing, an unbiased adjudicator, adjudicator 
the right to know opposing evidence, the right to present evidence, and the right to confront adverse witnesses, and the right to be represented by counsel at no expense to, to the government. What? Pre-deprivation, pre-taking it away and post-taking it away heightened evidentiary standards and proof, which mean not less than the protections offered to the similarly situated litigant in federal court or proclamated by the state's evidentiary body insufficient to ensure the full protections of the Constitution of the United States, including but not limited to the Bill of Rights and the substantive and procedural due process rights guaranteed under the 5th and 14th Amendments to the Constitution of the United States, as applied to the states and as interpreted by the state courts, the United States courts, including the Supreme Court of the United States, the heightened evidentiary standards and proof under such programs must at all appropriate phases to prevent any violation of any constitutional right at minimum prevent reliance. Oh my God. Upon evidence that it is unsworn or unaffirmed, irrelevant based on inadmissible hearsay, unreliable, vague, speculative, and lacking a foundation, and, and then I guess penalties for abuse of the program. And then it goes on to the next section. Annual report on crisis intervention programs. Section 501 of the Omnibus Crime Control and Safe Streets Act of 1968 is amended by adding at the end of the following annual report on crisis innovation programs. The Attorney General shall publish an annual report with the respect to grants awarded for crisis intervention programs or initiatives under subsection that contains I, by adding at the at the end. Oh, this is all being added. So that whole that part, and then this is the pieces that it contains. A description of the grants awarded and the crisis innovation programs or initiatives funded by the grants broken down by grant recipient. An ev evaluation of the effectiveness of the crisis intervention Oh, I just lost internet. Good. I'm going to take a break. The third one, I think I'm back. Uh, the third one, measures that have been taken by each grant recipient to safeguard the constitutional rights of an individual subject to crisis intervention program or initiative. And the fourth one, efforts that the attorney general is making in coordination with the grant recipients to protect the constitutional rights of the individual subject, subject to the crisis intervention programs or initiatives. The next one is 12004, Stop Illegal Trafficking in Firearms Act. A, Anti-Straw Purchasing and Firearms Trafficking Amendments. Part 1, in general, Chapter 44 of Title 18 United States Code is amended by adding at the end the following, subsection 932, straw purchasing of firearms, definitions. For purposes of this subsection, the term drug trafficking crime has the meaning given that the term in section 922C2 and 
includes a felony punishable under the law of a state for which the conduct con constituting the offense would constitute a felony punishable under the Controlled Substances Act. The term federal crime of terrorism has the meaning given that the term, I don't know what this is saying, the term felony means any offense under federal and state law punishable by imprisonment of a term ex exceeding one year. Violation. It shall be unlawful for any person to knowingly purchase or conspire to purchase any firearm in or otherwise affecting interstate or foreign commerce on behalf of or at the request or demand of any other person knowing or having reasonable cause to believe that such other person meets the criteria of one or more of the paragraphs of subsection 922D intends to use, carry, possess, or sell, otherwise dispose of the firearm in furtherance of a felony, a federal crime of terrorism, or drug trafficking crime, or intends to sell or otherwise dispose of the firearm to, dis to a person described in paragraph one. The penalty, in general, except as provided in paragraph two, any person who violates subsection B shall be fined under this title imprisoned for not more than 15 years or both. Then section two, use in felonies, crimes of terrorism or drug trafficking crimes. If a violation of subsection B is committed knowing or with reasonable cause to believe that any firearm involved will be used to commit a felony, a federal crime of terrorism or a drug trafficking crime the person shall be sentenced to a term of imprisonment of not more, not more than 25 years. Okay, I'm reading it. I'm not commenting. Subsection 933, trafficking in firearms. In general, it should be unlawful for any person to ship, transfer, transport, cause to be transported, or otherwise dispose of any firearm to any person and other why is affecting interstate or foreign commerce if such person knows or has reasonable cause to believe that the use, carrying, or possession of a firearm by the recipient would constitute a felony? Receive any per person, receive from another person any firearm in, or otherwise affecting interstate or foreign commerce if the recipient knows or has reasonable cause to believe that the such receipt would constitute a felony or attempt or conspire to commit the conduct described in paragraph one or two. Penalty. Any person who violates subsection A shall be fined under this title, imprisoned for not more than 15 years or both. I'm not commenting. Subsection 934. Forfeiture and fines. Forfeiture. In general, any person convicted of a violation of section 932 or 933 shall forfeit to the United States, irrespective of any provision of state law, any property. Cons 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 constituting or derived from any proceeds the person obtained directly or indirectly as the result of such violation and any of the person's property used or intended to be used in any matter or part to commit or facilitate the commission of such violation except for any forfeiture of any firearm or ammunition. Any firearm? What? 
All right. I'm not imposition, right? The court in imposing sentence on a person convicted of a violation of section 922 or, or 932-933 shall order in addition to any other sentence imposed pursuant to section 932 or 33 that the person forfeit to the United States all property described in paragraph 1 fines a defendant who derives profits or proceeds from any offense under 932 or 33 may be fined not more than the greater of the fine otherwise authorized by this part or the amount equal to twice the gross profits or other proceeds of the offense under section 922 and 923 or 933. Title three authorization section blah, blah, blah. United States code is amended by striking 922 and 924 and inserting 922, 924, 933 and 933. Oh, so they just shoved it in and now they have authority. Uh, racketeering Amendment. Section 1961, Title 18, U.S. Code, is amended by inserting 932 relating to straw. Oh, nice. Now it's racketeering. And uh, 933 relating to trafficking and firearms. Money laundering. Nice. So they're going to change the United States Code to include guns into money laundering directive to sentencing commission pursuant to its authority under 940 994 of title 28 in accordance with this subsection the united states sentencing commission shall review and amend its guidelines and policy statements to ensure that the persons convicted of the offense of section 932 or 933 of title 18 u.s code and other offenses applicable to the straw purchase and trafficking of firearms are subject to the increased penalties in comparison to those currently provided by the guidelines and policy statements for such straw purchasing and trafficking of firearms offenses in its review the commission shall, shall consider in particular, the appropriate amendment to reflect the intent of Congress that straw purchasers without significant criminal histories receive sentences that are sufficient to deter participation in such activities and reflect the defendant's role and culpability and any coercion, domestic violence, survivor history, or other mitigating factors. The Commission shall also review and amend its guidelines and policy statements to reflect the intent of Congress that a person convicted of an offense under 932 or 33 who is affiliated with a gang, cartel, organized crime ring, or other such enterprise should be subject to higher penalties than otherwise aff affiliated than an otherwise unaffiliated individual. Technical and conforming amendment the table of sections for chapter 44 of title 18 is amended by adding at the end the following 932 straw purchasing of firearms 933 trafficking in firearms 934 forfeiture and fines S amendments to 922 title 18 is amended by striking out or at the end and by striking the period at the end and inserting a semicolon super important and by striking the matter following paragraph and inserting the following intends to sell or otherwise dispose of the firearm in furtherance of a felony, a federal crime of terrorism or drug trafficking offense, as such terms are defined in section 932 
or intends to sell or otherwise dispose of the firearm in or ammunition or ammunition to a person described in any of the paragraphs one through ten, intends to sell or otherwise dispose of any of the firearm or ammunition to a person described in the paragraphs one through ten. This subsection shall not apply to respect to the sale or distribution of a firearm or ammunition to a licensed importer, licensed manufacturer, licensed dealer, licensed collector, and pursuant to subsection of the subsection, not precluded from dealing in firearms or ammunition to a person who has been granted relief from disabilities pursuant to subsection C of 925. Amendments to section 924. Section 924 of the 18 U.S. Code is amended in paragraph two, by striking out D and adding at the end the following, whoever knowingly violates subsection D or G of subsection 12, 922 shall be fined under this title, imprisoned for not more than 15 years or both. Amendments to section 924D, section 24D, 18 U.S. Code, insert the part that says striking and at the end and putting in the part that says any offense under section 932 or 933 amendments to section 924 section 924 is amended by whoever knowingly if receives or transfers a firearm or ammunition or attempts to conspire to do so knowing or having reasonable cause to believe that such firearm or ammunition will be used to commit a felony a federal crime of terrorism or a drug trafficking crime as such crimes are defined Blah, blah, blah. The International Emergency Economic Powers Act or the Foreign Narcotics Kingpin, Des Kingpin Designation Act shall be fined under this title in prison for not more than 15 years or both. Amendments to Section 924 uh, is amended by striking out and inserting the following. A person who smuggles or knowingly brings into the United States a firearm or ammunition or attempts to conspire to do so with intent to engage in or promote conduct that is punishable under the Controlled Substances Import or Export Act constitutes a felony, a federal crime of terrorism or a drug trafficking crime, shall be fined under this title in prison for not more than 15 years or both. A person who smuggles or knowingly takes out of the United States a firearm or ammunition or attempts or conspires to do so with the intent to engage in promoting conduct that would be punishable under the substances, blah, 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 would constitute a felony and should be fined. Prohibition on firearms, okay, the next section, prohibition on firearms or ammunition transfers to agents of drug cartels. Okay, they're finally going to make it illegal to give firearms and ammunition to agents of drug cartels. This will be to the ATF. I'm not commenting. The Department of Justice and any of its law enforcement coordinate agencies shall not conduct or otherwise facilitate the transfer of operable firearms or ammunition to an individual of any law enforcement officer employed by the Department of Justice involved with the transfer know or has reasonable cause to believe that the recipient of the firearm or ammunition is an agent of a drug cartel unless the law enforcement agent personnel of the United States continuously monitors or controls the firearm or ammunition at all times. <laughs> I'm, I'm reading it. I didn't write it. I'm reading it. We're on page 47. 
FFL access to law enforcement information. In general, Section 103B of the Brady Handgun Violence Prevention Act is amended by striking out not later than and inserting the following in general not later than and by adding at the end the following voluntary background checks in general not later than 90 days after the native enactment of this paragraph the attorney general shall proclamate regulations allowing licensees to use the national instant background check system established under this section for purposes of voluntarily conducting an employment background check relating to the current or prospective employee. The attorney general may not collect a fee for an employment background check under this subparagraph. Notice, before conducting an employment background check relating to current or prospective employee under subparagraph, a licensee shall provide written notice to the current or prospective employee that the licensee intends to conduct a background check and obtain consent to conduct the background check from the current or prospective employee in writing, except an exception. An employee background check conducted by a licensee under subparagraph A shall not be governed by the Fair Credit Reporting Act. Nice. <laughs> Any individual appeal, any individual who is the subject of an employment background check conducted by a licensee under subparagraph A, the result of which indicates that the individual is prohibited from possessing a firearm or ammunition pursuant to subsection G, may appeal the results of the background check in the same manner and to the same extent as if the individual had been the subject of a background check relating to the transfer of a firearm. I'm not reading this and I'm not commenting. Acquisition, preservation, and exchange of identification records and information. Section 50, 534 of this Title 28, United States Code, is amended in subsection by striking and at the end and adding by inserting the following. Provide a person licensed as an importer manufacturer or dealer of firearms under chapter 44 with the information necessary to verify whether firearms offered for sale to such licensees have been stolen and in subsection b by inserting except for dis dissemination authorized under subsection a5 of this section before the period Regulations not later than 90 days after the date of enactment of this act and without regard to Chapter 5 of Title 5 U.S. State Code, the Attorney General shall proclamate regulations allowing a person licensed as an importer, manufacturer, or dealer of firearms under Chapter 44 of 18 U.S. Code to receive access to records of stolen firearms maintained by the National Crime Information Center operated by the FBI solely for the purposes of voluntarily verifying whether firearms offered for sale to such licensees have been stolen. Statutory Construction Evidence Section A, Statutory Construction. Nothing in this subsection or the amendments made by this subsection shall be construed 
to create a cause of action against any person licensed as an importer, manufacturer, or dealer in firearms under Chapter 44 of 18 U.S. Code for any other purpose or any civil liability or to establish any standard of care huh, evidence notwithstanding any provision of law, evidence regarding the non-use or use by a person licensed as an importer, manufacturer, or dealer of firearms made of the systems information or records made available under the subsection or the amendments made by the subsection shall not be admissible as evidence in any proceeding of any court, agency, board, or other entity. What? So funding for existing ATF anti-straw purchasing campaign. There are authorized to be appropriated to the BATF and E $1 million for each of fiscal years 2023 through 2027 to continue and expand current efforts with existing partners to educate persons licensed as an importer, manufacturer, or dealer of firearms under Chapter 44 and the public to combat illegal straw purchases of firearms. Local law enforcement reimbursement for assistance provided to Department of Homeland Security and Homeland Security initiatives or whatever to prevent illegal trafficking. The Homeland Security Act of 2002 is amended by inserting salary reimbursement after administrative. Rule of construction, nothing in this section or amendment made by this section shall be construed to allow to establish the establishment of a federal system of registration of firearms, firearms owners, or firearms transactions or dispositions. So they got told in one little paragraph not to make it a registry, kind of. Section 12005, misdemeanor crime of domestic violence, defining dating relationship. Section 921A, Title 18, U.S. Code is amended in paragraph 33 by striking or by, per, by a person and inserting by a person and by inserting before the period at the end of the following or the, uh, the period at the end of the following or by a person who has concurrent or recent former dating relationship with the victim and by adding at the end the following. The term dating relationship means a relationship between individuals who have or have recently had a continuing serious relationship of romantic or intimate nature. Whether a relationship continues constitutes a dating relationship under subparagraph A shall be determined based on the consideration of the length of the relationship, the nature of the relationship, and the frequency and type of interaction between the individuals involved in the relationship. C. A casual acquaintanceship or ordinary fraternization in a business or social context does not constitute a dating relationship under subparagraph A. Next portion is B, no retroactive application. The amendments made by subsection shall not apply to any conviction or misdemeanor crime of domestic violence entered before the date of enactment of this act. 
limitations on convictions of crimes of domestic violence with respect to dating relationships. U.S. Code is amended in subparagraph A. The matter preceding clause I by striking subparagraph C and inserting subparagraphs B and C. B in clause two by striking state and inserting state semicolon or colon and adding at the end the following. All right. A person shall not be considered to have been convicted of a misdemeanor crime of domestic violence against an individual in a dating relationship for purposes of this chapter if the conviction has been expunged or set aside or is an offense for which the person has been pardoned or has had firearms rights restored unless the expungement, pardon, or restoration of rights expressly provides that the person may not ship, transport, possess, or receives firearms provided that in the case of a person who is not more than one conviction of a misdemeanor, crime of domestic violence against an individual in a dating relationship, and is not otherwise prohibited under this chapter, the person shall not be disqualified from shipping, transport, possession, receipt, or purchase of a firearm under this chapter if five years have elapsed from the latter of the judgment of the conviction or the completion of the person's custodial or supervisory sentence. If any of the persons have not subsequently been convicted of another such offense, a misdemeanor under federal, state, tribal, or local law, which is which has an element, the use or a attempted use of physical force or the threatened use of a deadly weapon or any other offense that would disqualify the person from under section 922g the national instant criminal background check system established under section 103 of the brady handgun prevention act shall be updated to reflect the status of the person Restoration under this subparagraph is not available for a current or former spouse, parent, or guardian of the victim, a person with whom the victim shares a child in common, a person who is cohabitating with or has cohabitated with the victim as a spouse, parent, or guardian, or person similarly situated to a spouse, parent, or guardian of the victim. So next is... Uh, so title three, other matters, subtitle A, extension of a moratorium. Extension of moratorium on implementation of rule relating to eliminating the anti-kickback statute of safe harbor protection for prescription drug rebates. A subsection of the Infrastructure Investment and Jobs Act is amended by striking 26 and inserting 27. Medicare Improvement Fund, Social Security Act, whatever, is amended by striking fiscal year 2021, 5 million, and inserting fiscal year 2022, big-ass blank space. What does that mean? Big-ass blank space instead of $5 million. Subtitle C, Luke and Alex School Safety Act. 13301 short title 
This subtitle may be cited as the Luke and Alex School Safety Act 2022. So Federal Clearinghouse on School Safety Evidence-Based Practices. This is from what I understand from named after two of the kids from Florida and presented or created by one of the father, one of their fathers. Section 13302, Federal Clearinghouse on School Safety Evidence-Based Practices. In general, subtitle A of title whatever, the Homeland Security Act of 2002 is amended by adding at the end, Federal Clearinghouse on School Safety Evidence-Based Practices. Establishment, in general, the Secretary, in coordination with the Secretary of Education, the Attorney General, and the Secretary of Health and Human Services, shall establish a Federal Clearinghouse on School Safety Evidence-Based Practices, in this section referred to as the Clearinghouse within the Department. Purpose, the Clearinghouse will serve as a federal resource to identify and publish online through schoolsafety.gov or successor website evidence-based practices and recommendations to improve school safety for use by state and local educational agencies, institutions of higher education, state and local law enforcement agencies, health professionals, and the general public. So you tell everybody your strategies, and then that way I'm not commenting. I'm not commenting. Personnel. Assignments. The clearinghouse shall be assigned such personnel and resources as the secretary considers appropriate to carry out this section. Detailees, the sec secretary of education and general and the attorney general and the secretary of health and human services may detail personnel to the clearinghouse. Exemptions, paperwork reduction act chapter blah, 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 shall not apply to any rulemaking. Oh, nice. The paperwork reduction act shall not apply to any rulemaking or any information collected required under this section. Federal Advisory Committee shall not apply for the purposes, oh, so there's no federal advisory of this for the purposes of carrying out this section. The clearinghouse contents, the consultation in identifying the evidence-based practices and recommendations for the clearinghouse, the secretary shall consult with the appropriate federal, state, local, tribal, private sector and non-governmental organizations, including civil rights and disability rights organizations, and consult with the Secretary of Education to ensure that evidence-based practices as published by the Clearinghouse are aligned with evidence-based practices to support a positive and safe learning environment for all students. And then the next section is criteria for all evidence-based practices and recommendations. The evidence-based practices and recommendations of the Clearinghouse shall include comprehensive evidence-based school safety measures, include the evidence or research rationale supporting the determination of the Clearinghouse, that the evidence-based practice or recommendation under subparagraph has been shown to have significant effect on improving the health, safety, and welfare of the persons in school settings, including relevant research that is evidence-based as defined in section or whatever of the elementary school, blah, 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 supporting the evidence-based practice or recommendation, findings and data from previous federal or state commissions recommending improvements to the safety procedure of a school or supportive evidence or findings relied on by the clearinghouse in determining evidence-based practices and recommendations as determined in consultation with officers described in subsection three. 
include information on federal programs for which implementation of each evidence-based practice or recommendation is an eligible use for the program, be consistent with federal civil rights laws, including Title II, the Americans with Disabilities Act, the Re Rehabilitation Act, and the title of the Civil Rights Act, and include options for developmentally appropriate recommendations for the use of education, for use in educational settings with respects to children's ages and physical, social, sensory, and emotionally developmental statuses. Come on. Next is past commission recommendations. The clearinghouse shall present as determined in consultation with the officers described in subsection blah, 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 federal, state, local, tribal, private sector, and non-governmental organization issued best practices and recommendations and identify any best practice or recommendation of the clearinghouse that was previously issued by any such organization or commission. It's just said the same thing as earlier. Assistance and training. The secretary may produce and publish materials on the clearinghouse to assist and train educational agencies and law enforcement agencies on the implementation of the evidence-based practices and recommendations. Continuous improvement, the secretary shall collect for the purpose of continuous improvement of the clearinghouse, clearinghouse data analytics, user feedback on the implementation of resources, evidence-based practices and recommendations identified by the clearinghouse and any evaluations conducted on implementation of the evidence-based practices and recommendations of the Clearinghouse and in coordination with the Secretary of Education and the Secretary of Health and Human Services and the Attorney General, regularly assess and identify Clearinghouse evidence-based practices and recommendations for which there are no resources available through the federal government programs for implementation and establish an in an external advisory board which shall be comprised of appropriate state, local, tribe, tribal, private sector, and non-governmental organizations, including organizations representing parents of elementary and secondary students, representatives from civil rights organizations, representatives of disability rights organizations, representatives of educators, representatives of law enforcement, and nonprofit school safety and security organizations. You know who that is. Provide feedback on the implementation of evidence-based practices and recommendations of the clearinghouse and propose additional recommendations for evidence-based practices for inclusion in the clearinghouse that might the requirements described in all that description. Parental assistance, the clearinghouse shall produce materials in accessible formats to assist parents and legal guardians identifying relevant clearinghouse resources related to supporting the implementation of clearinghouse evidence-based practices and recommendations. Technical amendments, the table of contents in section one of the Homeland Security Act is amended by adding this to the end, Federal Clearinghouse on School Safety Evidence-Based Practices. Section 13303, notification of clearinghouse. Notification by the Secretary of Education. The Secretary of Education shall provide written notification of the publication of the Federal Clearinghouse on School Safety Evidence-Based Practices referred to this 
as the clearinghouse, as required to be established under the section of the Homeland Security as added to by adding this disclaimer and notification of the Secretary of Homeland Security shall provide written notification of the publication of the clearinghouse. And so now they're going to have to do it. And then notification of the Health and Human Services has to tell everybody about it. Uh, I'm not reading all this. It's driving me nuts. That's the same thing three times for each of the secretaries of the different departments. Next is Section 13304, Grant Program Review, Federal Grants and Resources. Not later than, come on, man, keep losing my internet. This is definitely censorship. Federal Grants and Resources. Not later than one year after the date of enactment of this act, the Clearinghouse or the Inter External Advisory Board established under Section of the Homeland Security Act, I added this is as added by this subtitle shall review grant programs and identify any grant program that may be used to implement evidence-based practices and recommendations of the clearinghouse so payout identify any evidence-based practices and recommendations of the clearinghouse for which there is not a federal grant program that may be used for the purposes of imp implementing the evidence-based practice or recommendation as applicable to the agency and periodically report any findings under paragraph two to the appropriate committees of Congress. State grants and resources. The clearinghouse, <clears throat> the clearinghouse shall, to the extent practicable, practicable, identify for each state, oh man, each agency responsible for school safety in the state or any state that does not have such an agency designated. Oh, I guess, oh my goodness, there's a lot of these. Any grant program that may be used for the purposes of implementing evidence-based practices and recommendations for the clearinghouse and any resources other than grant programs that may be used to assist implementation of evidence-based practices and recommendations of the clearinghouse. Rules of the construction. Waiver of requirements, nothing in this subtitle or the amendments made by this subtitle shall be construed to create, satisfy, or waive any requirement under the American with Disabilities Act, the Rehabilitation Act, or the Civil Rights Act, or the Education Amendments of 1972, or the Age Discrimination Act of 1975. Then we're on to B. Prohibition of federally developed, mandated, or endorsed curriculum. Nothing in the subtitle or the amendments made by the subtitle should be constructed to uh, construed to authorize any officer or employee of the federal government to engage in any activity otherwise prohibited under Section 103 of the Department of Education Organization Act. And then is subtitle D, Amendment on ESEA funding. Uh, 13401 Amendment on ESEA Funding. Section 8526 of Elementary and Secondary Education Act is amended by striking out this and inserting or and then adding at the end for provision to any person of a danger for the provision to any person of a dangerous weapon. What for the provision of any person of a dangerous weapon as defined in section 930 of U.S. Code 18, or training in the use of a dangerous weapon. Okay. 
Division B, appropriations. The following sums are appropriated out of any money out of any money in the treasury not otherwise appropriated <laughs> for the fiscal year ending in September 30th, 2022, and for purposes and for other purposes, namely. Oh, that's just what they added, I guess. Then we have, oh, Title I, Department of Justice, Federal Bureau of Investigation, Salaries and Expenses. For an additional amount for salaries and expenses, $100 million to remain available until expended to meet additional resource needs of the National Instant Criminal Background Check System. $100 million to remain available until expended to meet the additional resource needs of the National Instant Criminal Background Check System. State and local law enforcement activities, Office of Justice Programs, state and local law enforcement assistance for an additional amount for state and local law enforcement assistance, one billion four hundred million to remain available until expended for grants to be administered by the Office of Justice Programs, provided that two hundred and eighty million remain available until expended shall be made available for the fiscal year twenty twenty two. $280 million to be remain available until expended shall be made available for fiscal year 2023. $280 million to remain available until expended shall be made available for 2024. And $280 million to remain available until expended for 2025. Oh, and then 20 for 2026, no big deal. So $280 million from now and for this year, half a year until 2026 provided further that the funds made available under this heading in this act, the following amount shall be made for the following purposes in equal amounts for each of fiscal years 2022 through 2026. $750 million shall be awarded pursuant to the formula allocation adjusted in proportion to the relative amounts statutory designed, statutorily designed thereafter that was used in the fiscal year prior to the year for which funds were provided to the Edward Byrne Memorial Justice Assistant Grant Program as authorized by Subpart 1 of Part E of the Title I of the Ominous Crime Control Safe Streets Act of 1968, 1968 Act and Gun Control Acts, which you should call it, and shall be for the purposes described in section 501 of title blah 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 68 act as amended by title two provided further that the allocation provisions under section 505 through special for puerto rico what under section 505 and section 1968 shall not apply to the amount described in this paragraph 200 million dollars shall be for grants administered by the Bureau of Justice Assistance for purposes authorized under the Stop School Violence Act of 2018 under Title V of Division S of Public Law 15 through what the, 115 through 141. 200 million shall be for grants to the states to upgrade 
criminal and mental health records from the National Instant Criminal Background Check System, including grants to assist states in providing disqualifying juvenile records under subsection of the title and blah, 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 provided further that the grants described in this paragraph shall be available to state criminal records repository and state court systems and $250 million shall be for community violence intervention and prevention initiative. $250 million for a community violence intervention and prevention initiative. $5 million per state. No, what is that? Uh, why can't I do the math? I'm reading too much. I'm not supposed to be commenting. Community-oriented policing services, community-oriented policing services programs for an additional amount for community-oriented policing services programs, 100 million to remain available until expended for competitive grants to be administered by the Community-Oriented Policing Services Office for purposes authorized under Stop School Violence Act of 2018, provided that 20 million to remain available under expenditure should be available for this fiscal year of 22, 20 million for 23. So their 100 million is five years worth of 20 millions. It's nice that they're gonna budget their 100 million for the next five years until expended shall be made available to 26. General provisions, this title, section 21001, none of the funds made available by this title may be transferred in this or any future fiscal year pursuant to the authority in section 205 of Commerce, Justice, Science, and Related Agency Appropriations or any successor provision or any subsequently enacted Appropriations Act. Uh, none of the funds made available by this title may be transferred in this or any future fiscal year pursuant to the authority, so they're not able to take the money from here for anything. The Department of Justice shall provide a detailed spend plan for the fiscal year 2022 and 2023 funds made available in this title to the community on appropriations of the House of Representatives and the Senate within 45 days after the enactment of this act and for each of the fiscal years 2024 to 26 as part of the annual budget submission of the president under section whatever United States Code Journey Attorney General shall submit a detailed spend plan for the funds made available in this title in that fiscal year. The spend plan described in subsection A shall include a specific and detailed description of the intended administration review processes, allowable purposes, eligibility requirements, and priority areas or weightings for the grant programs funded in this title. Title II, Department of Health and Human Services, Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration, Health Surveillance and Program Support. For an additional support, for an additional amount for health, for health surveillance and program support, $800 million to remain available until September 30th, provided that the that 312 million to remain available until 22, that 162 million remain available until three, 162, 162 each year after that, $162 million each year. 
shall be available provided further that the funds be made available under this heading and the following amount shall be for the following purposes and equal amounts for each of the following years 2022 through 2025 unless stated otherwise 250 million dollars shall be for the grants for the community health services block grant program under whatever of something public health service act 40 million shall be for the national child traumatic stress network 240 million shall be for activities and services under project aware which has of which no less than 28 million shall be for activities described in whatever that public law is 120 million should be for mental health awareness training 150 million shall be for the national suicide prevention lifeline for fiscal year 2022 office of the secretary public health and social security services emergency fund including transfer of funds for an additional amount for public health and social services emergency funding 190 million to remain available until 2026 provided that 82 million remain available for each year it looks like from now until 2026 and then 12 million in 2026 because we don't need any at that point provided that the funds be made available under this heading in the act the following amount shall be for the purposes in equal amounts for each of the following years 60 million shall be for the primary care training and enhancement under section 747 primary care training and enhancement to provide mental and behavioral health training as part of the training of pediatricians and other primary care clinicians, clin clinicians who plan to provide care for pediatric populations and other vulnerable populations such as victims of abuse or trauma. Are you kidding me? And individuals with mental health or substance abuse disorders provided further that section 747 of the public health shall not apply to funding made available in this paragraph provided further that such funds shall be transferred to health and resource health resources and services administration health workforce 80 million dollars shall be for the pediatric mental health care access under section of whatever of the public health service act in equal amounts for each of the years 2022 to 2025 provided further that such such funds be transferred to health resources and service administration material and child health 50 million to remain available until expended for carrying out shall be transferred to center oh i guess it just goes to them period then such funds shall be transferred to centers of Medicare and Medicaid services, grants to states for Medicaid. All right, we're getting close to the end. Department of Education school improvement programs for an additional amount for school improvement programs, $1 billion to remain available through 2025 for carrying out subpart one of sub A, sub B, a elementary school, I'll mention a 65, referred to this act as ESSA, in addition to the amounts otherwise available for such purposes provided 50 million to remain available for 23 shall be carrying out 
provided further that the secretary shall increase support for the implementation of evidence-based practices intended to increase attendance and engagements of students in the middle grades and high school in community learning centers using funds in the preceding provisio provided further that 1 billion shall be for activities under section whatever notwithstanding of such states make awards on a competitive basis to high need local education agencies as determined by the state safe schools and citizenship education for an additional amount of safe schools and citizenship education 1 billion to remain available through december 2026 provided that 200 million remain available each year uh 2020 whatever each year is 2200 million do, 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 of the funds made available under this heading the following amount should be available oh it doesn't even say why it just goes to them next is 500 million should be for carrying out school-based mental health service grants oh here's what it's for carrying out school-based mental health services grants in addition to the amounts otherwise available for such purposes. 500 million shall be for carrying out mental health services professional demonstration grants in addition to the amounts otherwise available. General provisions to this title. None of the funds made available by this title may be transferred to any future fiscal year pursuant to the authority so they can't hork it for any other areas. They, they just put in the bill. You can't take it to other things because if they don't put it in the bill, you can take it to other things. I'm not commenting, but I'm 77 pages out of 80, so I can comment now. Section 2202, not later than 30 days after the date of enactment, the secretaries of health and human services and education shall each provide a detailed spend plan of anticipated uses of the funds made available to their rep respective departments in this title, including estimated personnel and administrative costs to the committees on the appropriations of the House of Representatives and the Senate, provided that such plans shall be updated and submitted to such committees every 60 days until all funds are expended every 60 days, provided further that the spend plans be accompanied by a listing of each contract obligation incurred that exceeds $5 million, which has not been previously reported, including the amount of each such obligation. Huh. Provided further that the committees on appropriations of the House of Representatives and the state shall be briefed on obligations quarterly until all funds are expended. Section 22003, not later than six days after the date of enactment of this act, the Secretaries of Health and Human Services and Education shall each provide bi-weekly obligation reports for funds made available to the respective departments in this title, including anticipated uses of the funds made available in this title to the committees on appropriations of the House of Representatives and the Senate, provided that such reports shall be updated and submitted bi-weekly to the committees until all funds are expended. Page 79 out of 80. General provisions. This division, section 223001, each amount appropriated or made available by this division is in addition to amounts otherwise appropriated for the fiscal year involved 
no part of any appropriation contained in this division shall remain available for obligation beyond the current fiscal year unless expressly so provided herein. Unless otherwise provided by this division, the additional amounts appropriated by this division to appropriations accounts shall be available under the authorities and conditions applicable to such appropriations accounts for fiscal year 2022. Each amount provided by this division is designated by Congress as being for an emergency requirement pursuant to section 4001 and section 4002 and the concurrent resolution on the budget for fiscal year 2022. Statutory pay-go scorecards, the budgetary efforts of each division of this act shall not be entered on either pay-go scorecard maintained pursuant to the section statutory pay-as-you-go act. <laughs> so we're just not going to apply the pay-as-you-go act of 2010. Senate pay-go scorecards, the budgetary effects of each division of this act shall be entered on any pay-go scorecard maintained for purchases purposes of section whatever classification of budgetary effects notwithstanding rule three of budget scorekeeping guidelines and set forth in the joint explanatory statement of the committee of conf conference accompanying conference report something of the balance come on shall be estimated for the purposes of appropriations blah, 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 the concurrent resolution on the budget for fiscal year 22, the division may be cited as the Bipartisan Safer Communities Supplemental Appropriations Act 2022. A bunch of a-holes. All right, that's it. That's all of it. It takes an hour and 44 minutes to read without any commentaries. Thank you to our patrons that make it possible for me to take time to do stuff like this. If you were watching live, I'm sorry. <laughs>